Imagine your favorite food is buzzing over an impossibly wide river. You need to cast a wide net, but you can't even make your way across to the other side. For one adroit arachnid, this thought exercise is a reality. She's an impressive architect. Her inventiveness may even be giving humans a few bright ideas to share in her success in life, death, and taxonomy. Welcome back to Life, Death, and Taxonomy. It's 30 minutes of interesting animal info for you. I'm Joe. And I'm Carlos. And today we're talking about a strong, independent woman who was literally a homemaker. But more on that later. Yeah, awesome. We're talking about the... Beavers. No, we're not. We're talking about... There's lots of animals that make their own homes. Birds. Beavers, yes. Also, you said that. Orangutans. Lots of fish. But there aren't that many that where the female of the species exclusively makes. I'm pretty sure... I imagine that most of them do. Since the, the females are usually the ones that look over the brood, they make the nest. I guess, yeah. No, because birds do it together. So I guess some do. And then I'm pretty sure like beavers do that together. Any any animal where there's where the the male is just out of there, he doesn't take responsibility for his actions, and uh, there's a nest, then you can safely guess, assure that. Yeah, they... I guess any like little dug hole is a home. Yeah, just depends on how much work you put into it. Yeah. But the Darwin's bark spider, which is what we're talking about today, puts a lot of work into their home. Yeah. Um, but we're not just going to call it the Darwin's bark spider because uh, that's sacrilegious. We're going to call it the web-slinging slasher, which is a... SpongeBob reference? SpongeBob reference. Nice. The hash-slinging slasher. Um, and Rumple Silkspin. I like that one a lot. Uh, but it could also be called Rumple Silkskin, as we'll call it, as we'll get into later. Um, but also, wait, I, I forgot who came up with this, but the Arachnitect. No, oh, yeah. Which is awesome. It's like a, you know, spider architect. <laughs> yeah, that does sound like some sort of character from a video game. It definitely sounds like a, like, yeah, like a Spider-Man villain. Like very close to his powers, but also a master engineer instead of a master science man. Yeah. Um, but so why is it called the Darwin Spark Spider? Well, I can answer that. It was discovered and classified exactly 150 years after the publish the publication of The Origin of the Species. And so it was discovered and classified in 2009. You can do the math, because I'm going to have to do math later anyway, um, on how <laughs> when Origin of the Species was published. Um, well, by none other, than, none other than Charles Darwin, which is an interesting book, to say the least. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's let's talk about how this thing is classified. It is in a kingdom you know, love, and are in. That kingdom is the one and only Animalia. The phylum is Arthropoda. We're no longer in the in the Chordata zone because this thing doesn't have a spine. Mm-hmm. So it's an arthropod, uh, like lots of things, like crabs, and that's about it. Um, so <laughs> just kidding. Lots of things are arthropods. Every insect is an arthropod. Spider. Most things are arthropods, actually, right? Yeah, most most animals are arthropods. Yeah. Not most things. Most things are, I guess, rocks, rocks, minerals. <laughs> <laughs> um, the subphylum is Chelicerata, which I wish I had opened this show with. Like, hi, I'm Joe. Chelicerata, everyone. <laughs> it does sound like a great sounds name. like I'm I'm wishing good health upon you in some language. Um, 
The class is Arachnida. The order is Araniae. The infraorder is Araniomorphae. Seeing a common theme here. It mm-hmm. starts with A. The family is Araniidae. Um, and the genus is Carostris. Kros- yeah, Carostris. Okay. I'm going to call it that. C-A-E-R-O-S-T-R-I-S. And the species is Darwini. Because once again, you could just slap an eye on the end of someone's name and make it the species name. Yeah. Um, it's so- like, have you seen that meme where, where it's the flex tape guy? I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, there's like this tape you should just, anytime you're about to ask me, have you seen that meme, just assume that the answer is no. Oh, right. Exactly. I forgot you're out of touch with a common man. I just enjoy stimulating my brain. Anyway, just imagine that, that meme. That was a weird thing to say. <laughs> Slap. <laughs> I stimulate my brain with memes. It's great. Anyway, someone slapping someone. A- Andrew, if you're listening to this, make that meme. You know what I'm going to, you know where I'm getting at. Oh, Andrew's the resident. A memist. M- meme. <laughs> The meme wizard, the yeah. meme attacked. Yeah. Um, all right, so the binomial nomenclature for the Darwin's bark spider is Carostris darwini. Uh, so where does it live? Well, answer that question too. That on a web. That's it. Yeah, it lives in. If you if you look up Google Maps on a web, it lives there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if that web was in Madagascar, you could also find it that way. Because that's where it lives. Madagascar. Long Island off Africa's east coast. Um, Much longer than Long Island, in fact. We'll find out later. Oh, will we? Um, All right, so let's talk about what this thing looks like. Because everyone's, like, very happy that we've returned to spiders. (laughs) Yeah, we've done it several times. And people keep saying that, like, it it makes them upset. (laughs) That we just describe them. You don't even have to look at them unless you're uh, looking at Brian's amazing art on ldtaxonomy.com or following us on one of our social media profiles. Yeah, or listening on Spotify. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, otherwise you can just click on this on iTunes, Apple Podcasts or Overcast or whatever you're using and not have to look at a spider. True. So uh, what are you creeped out about? Stop it. Let me describe it for you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It really is everything that people hate about spiders, though. It's got a proportionally large body. So, you, I mean, I'm not arachnophobic, but I find the ones with the larger bodies in comparison to their legs to be creepier. The ones with girth, thickness, like the tiny As legs. to what? Like a tar- tarantella? Well, like a, no, no, those have girth. <laughs> like very big leg. Oh, very, you mean very with big like body. long legs and small bodies? Yeah, like yeah, a yeah. daddy long legs? Yeah, that's not a spider, but there are other spiders. Well, there that... are certain spiders that are called daddy long legs but the one we've talked about the harvest was man? not a yeah yeah so th- that's not as scary because it's just legs yeah legs aren't legs can't hurt you <laughs> unless they're kicking you um <laughs> yeah. uh but no this so the darwin's bark spider has a has a big body in comparison to its leg it's got a wide head that's attached to the front um it has characteristic eight legs sticking out uh, and they're covered with hair but not Hair like you and me. We've already talked about this. Only mammals have hair. Keratinous hair. Yeah. Um, they have chitinous hair. Yeah, or like s- bees. Setae. Or setae. S-E-T-A-E. And moths. Yeah. Any insect that looks like it's hairy is probably covered in chitin. Yep. Um, which is the, the f- same thing that crab shells are made out of. Uh, the first segment 
or the femora of each leg, closes the body is naked and brown, like me when I came into this world. (laughs) (laughs) They have large... uh, So their bodies are kind of like tarantulas, although not quite as defined. Everybody loves tarantulas. Tarantulas. Said the wet bandits. Um, the Their abdomens usually have a brown pattern on them, kind of like a brown recluse. So it's kind of this cool brown pattern. But that pattern is broken up with two white spots to simulate eyes, which is probably giving predators the impression that they are bigger or more threatening than they actually are, like plus, butterflies do. Plus, to a human eye, it looks like it has a creepy little smile. I don't know if other insects would even notice that, but... <laughs> but humans are very good at seeing faces, so it looks like a little creepy face to me. True, we talked about that in the samurai ghost crab. Yeah, one, which I don't know where we landed on, whether unnatural selection had had. Uh... Oh, I said it was real ghosts. Oh, okay, <laughs> we landed on real samurai ghosts for the <laughs> crab. Got it, got it, got it. Um. So, uh, and oh, I just. Walked right over my own segment. Oh yeah, c- 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 critter groups. Yeah, I gotta see. It's way down here on my notes. I gotta put it way up closer to where we're naming things. Because while we're in the business of naming things, we might as well name what the collective noun for this thing is. Um, otherwise known as the uh, just a name for the group of them. So I, Carlos, ask you, Joe, question, uh, which is always the same, which is what is the name of the collective noun for this animal? Since we're talking about spiders. Not necessarily just the Darwin Spark spider. So it'll it'll just be for spiders in general. So is a group of spiders called A, a cluster, B, a nest, C, a pattering, or D, a colony? What was the first one? Cluster. Oh, a cluster, pattering, a colony. Cluster, nest, pattering, nest, and okay. colony. Cluster. <laughs> yep. I'm going to go with cluster. Final answer? Yeah. You are correct. All right. <laughs> All right. I could not, like, remember. Now, see here. What see? spiders are called. <laughs> um, A nest sounded like it couldn't be. That's where they live. That's not what they are. Uh, I mean, it's just the names can be really weird, like a murder of crows. Like a, a, a murder of... That doesn't make yeah. any sense. <laughs> yeah, it just... It's when it starts to make sense for something else that I'm like, well, it can't be that. Yeah, it, I guess it... The, it could be a murder of literally why, any that's animal. That's why I say this, this, <laughs> this segment is a crapshoot. Like, there... It could be anything. Like, it, there's no rhyme or reason to this. That's why I like it. Um... All right, so let's get back to the description where we left off. So, like most spiders, not only do they have eight legs, they also have eight eyes. But what's important is I said most, because I thought previously that all spiders have eight eyes, and they don't all have them. They all have eight legs, yeah, but not eyes. Um, and it's really weird, because most, if not all animals, have at no, no eyes or two eyes. It's usually one of those two things. I can't actually right now think of any animal that has anything other than those two options. Yeah. Yeah. So it's weird that this thing has eight. Just yeah. tr- quadruples the ante. Um, so, so the uh, the rainbow shrimp? What's it called? Not rainbow shrimp. The mantis shrimp? Mantis shrimp. Yeah. It, that has two eyes. It has two eyes, but it has like six lenses. It right? has trinocular vision. 
And go, go listen to that episode to hear about some interesting eyes. Yeah, those are some interesting eyes, and it's kind of the inspiration for our logo. Yeah. Um, so they have so spiders have four pairs of eyes, and they have a principal pair in the middle for picking out uh, details for being able to focus. So they they have color vision in those eyes, and they can see UV light, very similar to the mantis shrimp. So the principal pair is in, is responsible for wrangling all the smaller ones. Yeah, it's the principal and the vice principal. They're, they're the principal pair. <laughs> gotcha. Um, all the secondary eyes, they detect motion, which is interesting because um, they, with with their principal pair uh, blinded, temporarily blinded, um, they can still detect things coming at them and react to it. Um, but they may not be able to tell what it is. They just know that it's moving and moving toward them. They can tell it spatially. That is difficult to imagine. That you can that you can imagine something moving, but not imagine. No, I guess that, I can imagine that. Like when something moves in the corner of your eye, and you're like, "What? You don't know what it is, yeah. but you react to it." Yeah, you you didn't pick out any details. You just know that something was moving. Yeah, or like when somebody throws something at you, you you don't know. Like, well, that's a Pez dispenser. You're like. <laughs> That's just a blur. Did you just see Ant Man and Wasp or something like that? <laughs> that's exactly what happens in that movie. Well, that that's a giant one, right? Yeah, yeah. So they definitely saw that it was a Pez dispenser. Um, but then also by blinding the secondary eyes and only having the principal pair uh, unblinded, by simulating something coming at them, they didn't react to it. They didn't. Interesting. Otherwise, they would. Uh, move away or get into a defensive stance, but they didn't do that with their movement eyes. I'm gonna bite you, you Pez dispenser. Get out of here. <laughs> that's that's their only recourse, though. <laughs> I'm gonna bite. I'm whatever it is. I'm gonna bite it. Yeah, or run away. Um. So it's like yeah, it's like the difference between examining the stitching on a baseball and ducking as it flies overhead. Uh, and sp- also, lastly, spiders' legs are powered hydraulically, as we've mentioned, I think, in another spider. Um, episode. There's fluid that's pushed from the body into the legs, which ex- the, in- increases the pressure and extends it outward. So if the pressure is like at 30%, the leg might be partially um, brought out and then it brings it down to zero and as it pulls its leg back in and then it goes up to 30. And, but if it needs to bring it all the way out, then it may go to 100% pressure by moving the fluid in its body. That's why when a spider dies, all the fluid goes into its body and its legs shrivel up because there's nothing to push them in or out they have no muscles okay that's like what that's why when i smack a spider in the car and it disappears and i freak out just because it rolled up into a tiny little ball and rolled away no it's actually because it's it's uh retreating and plotting plotting it's super fast and like getting its friends right yeah it's 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 definitely stopped time and is now crawling on my neck right exactly yes it's attached itself to the tag inside your clothes and is going to wait till you're asleep (laughs) um (laughs) everyone who was an actual arachnophobe is going to have a really hard time everyone's feeling a little (laughs) itchy right now yeah 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 um other than that it's just that there's a heavy sexual dimorphism between females and males females are 14 times heavier and four times longer than males there's a a major difference between the blokes and the (laughs) shelubs if you've ever been to outback steakhouse you know exactly what i'm talking about and if you've watched lord of the rings you need to do both yeah i mean you should do both at the same time preferably (laughs) yeah i would really enjoy my outback experience if they were playing lord of the rings but anyway that's all 
I've got. So, well, since you were talking about giants and uh, giant females and small males, that brings us to the to 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 size comparison, which uh, means welcome to the listener's favorite part of the show until empirical evidence shows otherwise. The part of the show where I pose quiz questions to Carlos to convey the animal size and dimensions in relatable terms. Welcome back to the season of woe. The season in which the questions are harder and more relatable than ever. Uh, it's also the part of the show that's introduced by either a listener or an animal. If you would like to submit your own Measure Up intro, just say, sing, or bark the words Measure Up into your phone's recording app and email it to ldtaxonomy.com. Or ldtaxonomy at gmail.com. Today we have a new submission from Elora. Uh, who was submitted before. Thank you very much. Thank for, you, Alora. For Elora. being a re- re- uh, repeat sender. Um, but more specifically, this measure up is a dog she knows. I assume it's her dog, but it could be a friend's Actually, dog. Actually, I'm pretty sure this is her in- impersonating a dog. You think so? You heard it like... So it's either her doing a dog impression or a dog she knows and is friends with and she's trusted to, you know, submit a measure up on her behalf. <laughs> <laughs> Or that trusts her to submit a Yeah, the dog trusts her for sure. (laughs) Uh, Without further ado, the listener's favorite part of the show. It was excellent, I think. Whether, if it's an impression, it's a good good impression. It definitely fooled you. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's an impression. Well, when I first heard it, I was like, not sure. I was like, that kind of sounds like a person doing a dog, but I can see a world where a dog sounds like that. I, I, I dream of a world where dogs sound like that. It's 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 a nice dream. Yeah. It's 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 the quintessential dog. Yeah, that is the yeah. Ar- archetype of a dog bark. <laughs> <laughs> the arachnotype of a dog. The paragon pup. <laughs> the, uh, let's jump right in to body length. Females, like you said, are much larger. Males are around are around 6 millimeters or 0.2 inches. And females are around 8 to 22 millimeters, or 0.7 to 0.9 inches. Let's call that 20 millimeters. Uh, how many female DB spiders go into the length of Madagascar? What is 20 millimeters in inches? It, what? Oh, let me look that up for you. It's probably like 0.7 or something like that. Yeah. No, it's 8. 0.8? It would have to be 0.8 because it's zero, the the difference between 0.7 and 0.9. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, 0.8 to the length of Madagascar. It's 0.78. Still closer to 8. But kind of close to three quarters. So uh, I'm going to say it's 1,000 miles long because it's a good, good strong number. And... I mean, if it was in inches, that would be, well, a thousand miles would be five million one hundred and eighty thousand feet times twelve, which is sixty. I guess it would be seventy-two million ish um, inches, but it's not a full inch. It's three. It's a little over three quarters of an inch. So we're gonna add some cheddar onto that. Um, we'll increase it by what, like 25%, which I would say would be about 
90 million. I'm going to say 90 million female Darwin's bark spiders end to end can extend the length of the north-south length of uh, Madagascar. The correct answer, well, um, you were close. Um, I was? Yeah. You guessed 1,000. Well, yeah, it's like 995 miles. No way. Yeah. So uh, the answer, if you calculate it by uh, inches, then it was 72,000 or 72 million. And then it's That's like, exactly what I said. Yeah. 72 Whoa. million. But it's not, like, but if you do it by the actual, like, by the millimeter, it's 80 million. That's the final answer? Yeah, I guess. Oh, I don't know that. how, like, there's this disparity between, I guess you just lose a lot by, by rounding. Yeah, when there's, like, 10 numbers afterwards. Yeah. Still, I'm proud of myself for that one. That was, yeah, that was pretty, pretty close. Bring it on. What's the next one? Leg length. I want six questions like this. Fully. Eight, actually, because it's a spider. Fully extended blood-filled legs. Yummy. The first leg of a, meaning the one I think closest to the head, um, of a female is 35 millimeters or 1.7 inches long. How many female DB spiders' first legs go into the first leg of what most experts agree is the hardest track and field relay event? I forgot to give you a hint, by the way, to the other one. I didn't need it. Clearly, I never need it. Madagascar is the fourth largest island in the world. However, they decide on islands. Yeah. What what an island is. Yeah, because South America is also an island. Technically. And so is Africa. Well, it is now because of the Panama Canal. And the Suez Canal. (laughs) Um, So... Uh, here's a hint. The world record holding team for this event are Americans, like us. Uh, Andrew Valman, Quincy Watts, Butch Reynolds, and Michael Johnson, the former quote-unquote fastest man alive. Uh, and they finished it in 2 minutes and 54 seconds and 22, 29 and nanoseconds. Butch Reynolds sounds like an ace combat pilot. It's funny, like... I guess Usain Bolt is the fastest man at that distance. He must... I guess he runs the fastest speed. He's reached the top. Yeah, he can reach the... The toppest speeds. As top as it gets, really. But Michael Johnson still has the record in this and the solo version of this relay. And you said this is the longest relay? No, it's the hardest relay. Hardest relay. Because I feel like you could put a relay, like, on the other side of a mountain and make it pretty hard. Yeah. Um, I guess. But it's like... The hardest track and field event. Right, right, right. So that would mean that it's just a matter of meters. Um, well, yeah, everything is. There There are miles long ones. But relays? It, uh, I think so. Maybe not. Well, maybe altogether a mile. How could it possibly be? The only way to make something harder is to make it longer. There are like Olympic events that like, take forever because it's like long distance. I'm not sure. I don't know what the longest relay is. I feel like the only way to... Oh, I guess relays include hurdles sometimes, don't they? Yeah. That makes it pretty hard. I'm going to say 300 meters, because that's, fo- that's a little bit more than a football field. That seems like a long way to run. And it's only one leg of it. Mm-hmm. The first leg. So, and this is 1.7 inches, you said? 1. 1.4. 1.4. Basically one and a half. Ugh. I did so well on the first one that all my math is 
is gone. I used it up. <laughs> well, okay, um, it's like it's like mana. I'm losing. I'm losing my grip You're... here on my arithmetic. Three hundred yards. This is an inch and a half. You're doing a lot of conversions, is the issue. Right, and so three goes into thirty-six twelve times, which means you need to multiply by two to get to the one and a half. So you have twenty-four of those go into a yard. We have three hundred yards. So twenty-four times one hundred is twenty-four hundred times three to get to the three hundred yards. We're looking at seventy-six. 7,600 spiders. Yeah. It was seven. Your the seven hundred and seven thousand seven hundred and fourteen. Okay. Um, but the correct answer is eleven thousand two hundred and forty-eight. Because how long is that? It's four hundred meters. One more hundred meters. Well, you said I said yards. yards. Yeah. So it's a little different. That was bad. The first one was much better. Yeah. It wasn't even fun to listen Your to, I'm sure. Your math was, like, not bad. I didn't like it, though. Okie dokie. Let's talk. Are you, are you ready for the majors, the facts in this I'm episode? I'm so ready. Okay, here's the majors, the facts in this episode. And it's a good one, I think. Uh, Darwin's Bark Spider has one of the strongest and most impressive webs in Spiderdom. Which is the worst, worst kingdom. There's Kingdom Animalia that you like, know, and love. And then there's Spiderdom, the place of nightmares and <laughs> weeping and gnashing of teeth. Uh, it's the toughest biological material ever discovered. Uh, does that mean it's some kind of real-life vib- vibranium? <laughs> no. Uh, but it uh, pound for pound, it beats the rest. Um, DBS... Darwin barks by Darwin's barks. Darwin's bark is worse than his bite spiders. Um, their webs are ten times stronger than a piece of Kevlar that's around the same size. Kevlar's pretty strong. Uh, it stops bullets. Um, so the silk that these that these guys make is five hundred and twenty megajoules per meter squared. And I know that that. I love megajoules. That immediately conjures up an, uh, an amazing image in your mind. I do you have... you know exactly what that means. I have a chart of megajoules in my head at all times. But in case you don't, here's a little comparison that could help you imagine it. High tensile steel is about six megajoules per meter squared. That's six versus that's, 520. That's pathetic. Carbon fiber, ca- carbon, uh, fiber is 25, and Kevlar is 40. This is all paltry. Yeah. What are we even doing? By comparison, humans are terrible at spinning webs. That's unless it's webs of lies. <laughs> um, but why does it need to be so strong? It seems like overkill. Um, Darwin bark spiders um, build large webs that can span distances of up, up to 82 feet with its bridge line. So not the whole web, just the line that it's on. It's it's connected to. Mm-hmm. Um it likes to stretch across water um, to catch mayflies and other insects that like to sw- uh, congregate above water and on the surface of water. So to get the line across the water, the anchor they anchor it at one end of the line on a branch or another high point, and then they let the air carry it to the other side and stick on something on some other anchor point, like Spider-Man shooting web. Except they're just hoping, kind of. Like, catch on something, please. Yeah. Well, you're on, like, there's always going to be something. Maybe even the ground, but something. 
Um, preferably a plant or something high up. Or more water. Yeah, no, that would be bad. Um, so she, they don't send it out in one strand like Spider-Man, though. Um, she sends several out at once that splay out until she periodically winches it with this little butt pincher um, to keep it from spreading out too Spin- far. Spinneret. Yeah, oh, Is, that's that, that would be the I term. guess you could call it that. Um, once it's anchored to the other side, she pulls it taut and walks out uh, to build her orb, which is what webs of that kind are like. That's the one that says "radiant pig." Yeah, that's that. That's the Charlotte Web type of. That's what it's called. That's what you would call the web, probably. Yeah, an orb. Um, to do this, she releases huge amounts of silk for the for her relative size. Um, and you know how they do that? No, because no one does. Uh, it's a mystery how one small spider can uh, spray that much webbing all at once. It's like more than their body size, their mass. Right. They it must be like making it as they go. Out manufacturing of something. It, out of hopes and dreams. Out of the air. Um, not only are Darwin bark spiders webs the longest spanning, they're also the largest orb. Um, orbs can be as large as 30 square feet and stretch three feet across. Um, so to hang such a large web on a super long line that's cast across a river on the wind, the silk has to both be really strong and really light, which is why it's... So strong for its relative size. So do we have, like, mithril shirts of this stuff? I'm glad you asked. Um, <laughs> that might be on I'm, I'm afraid that I asked. Uh, they, 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 uh, they, the ethereal they, scientists, um, and you can, you can Google this uh, to find out who they is. The Illuminati. Uh, they're using spider silk to make tough materials to help protect soldiers. And they're doing it in a way that is super bonkers and roundabout. Uh, but apparently it works. So they took a, they took spider silk producing genes and put them into goats, obviously. That's uh, my first go-to. Go-to. Nah. Uh, and then goatee. And then goats produce milk that's rich in these spider silk proteins. And then the proteins were spun into a thread that was infused into a type of skin that was grown into a that was grown in a petri dish so they took the spider silk that they made from the goat's milk it sounds like a weird nursery rhyme um, <laughs> and then they they infused it into this skin that they grew perhaps she'll die yeah perhaps <laughs> perhaps we won't um, when we're shot because the skin was able to absorb the energy from a bullet without breaking I just, I want to see this. I want to see a slow-mo video of this. You absolutely can. Look it up on, like, Google this, and there's YouTube videos. Um, Scientists from Max Planck Institute of Microstructure Physics in Halle, Germany, have also used a technique called atomic layer disposition to infuse spider silk with metal. Um... This process has made a material that's three times stronger than the original spider silk. Um, and it dwarfs the 520 megajoules per meter squared that we talked about the natural spiders make. So you could just drive a truck over this stuff. Uh, it could, you could drive a truck over some regular spider silks. They, it just, it would just be on the ground. You just need a lot of it. Um, 
So it could have super. Uh, it could have uh, applications as super strong and light armor. Um, it could also be made into medical, like replacement bones and tendons. Um, you could like three D print with this spider silk your own f- a new femur or something. That would be so cool. Yeah. Your femur would be way, way, way stronger than the rest of your bones. <laughs> you block all attacks with your femur. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Indestructible spider spider silk femur. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah, that is. They should call it something else. The Kevlar spider or something like that. I don't know. That's... But it makes Kevlar look like a chump. I know, but that's why it would be cool. It'd be better than the Darwin's bark spider. Yeah. It doesn't cause... bark. Yeah. It's... It doesn't. I mean, I guess it kind of looks like bark. Maybe they named it before they knew how strong it's. Uh, Maybe it spider like was. does something like lives like around bark when it's on its web or something. That's, the, that's just the most boring way to name an animal. Yeah. But so that's all you got. It also doesn't have anything to do with Darwin. He doesn't. The the, uh, the people who discovered it just liked him. Yeah. So. Uh, great, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but for you out there in podcast, yeah. Keep your eyes on a swivel. And weave a strong web like the Darwin's bark spider in life, death, and taxonomy. Howdy, LDT listeners. Welcome to the end of the episode. You know what else is a super strong web? Our network of friends and supporters that have left reviews and sent in measure ups over these 87 episodes. If you'd like to join our web, just leave a review on your favorite podcast app and send in your own measure up intro to ldtaxonomy at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and engaging. Life, Death, and Taxonomy is my favorite in the world podcast. <laughs> we're not talking Maybe about Rip Van Winkle minutes. anyway. I said Rumpel Silkspin. So, but we're also. <laughs> so off the. Beaten trail, <laughs> right off the right, right out of the gate. Don't take any like sarsaparilla from so, some strange man, or you'll fall asleep on this trail.